Welcome to the PPC Show. I am Paul Wicker. And I'm J.D. Prater. And today is March 27th, 2020. These are your top headlines in marketing. Uh, it's also, I was doing our like COVID lockdown counter. I don't know what we're up to. Like 14 days here in California, 15 days. Feels like an eternity that I've been in this, this house. But uh, how are you surviving the work from home? Well, I know your work from home. How are you surviving? Uh, you know, I bought an office chair. Uh, that was pretty much my highlight. I'm sitting in it. Exciting. Today is uh, day one. I uh, was tired of sitting in my kitchen chair. Uh, you know, it's fine a couple of days a week, but uh, my back was just killing me. Uh, and so I had to get an office chair. And is it like just a big, ugly black one with uh-huh. the, the handles? And oh, yeah. Oh, adjustable yeah. everything. Nice. That's amazing. I have like a bungee chair. It's like bungee cords. Uh, you can kind of see it on the camera. Yeah. Actually, get rid of this. You could... Oh, well, I'm now stuck on my chair, but yeah. So so it's like bungee cords on the back and bottom. It's actually not bad. But if I sit in any chair all day, my back hurts. Not in this new office chair, Paul. (laughs) It's been one day, JD. My fanny feels good. My back is amazing. Uh, And of course, it's only a couple of hours in. But uh. (laughs) Well, we'll see. If it is an amazing chair, you got to let me know. For me, I find I need to exercise. If I exercise and like specifically do something where I'm doing like crunches or like really engaging my core, my back, then I'll be fine. If I don't, if I skip a few days, my back will hurt. So I, are you implying that I'm not working out because <laughs> you might be correct, but uh, I might be wrong. I don't know, Paul. <laughs> well, I just did. Thanks to you on Twitter. I just did an interview with Keith Steckler, who is a VP and group director over at MKTG. It's a Dentsu agency. And but we both were talking about how we're not working out as much as we should and plan to. And then since that, I've been every day, I get up and I go for a run and then I do the nice. silly YouTube workout called like seven days of sweat with this really energetic British guy. That's just like, He's actually the one doing, I don't know, did I mention this? He's doing free gym classes for like kids across America. So their parents, you know, can like put the kids in gym or PE class. So he's basically being like a gym teacher for 30 minutes. So he became kind of, you know, Instagram famous. And then he's like, I also do stuff for adults. So I thought you were kidding when you tweeted that out. No, I was real. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I did a screenshot. Well, I've done a few. They get much harder. I mean, it's like standard calisthenics. Sure. Push-ups and squats and then all these like variations on push-ups and squats and planks and stuff like that. So, but that's, I've always done something like that. It's been, when I had back problems, that was like the number one thing that helped for me because I used to play basketball and then my back would be jacked mm. for a day or two. But yeah. All sure. right. Well, congrats on your new office chair. Yeah. Um, that's the big news. And if you want to hear that interview, you can go listen. It just went live yesterday. Um, and, and speaking of interviews, have you seen any of the Governor Cuomo stuff on the internet? <laughs> I caught um, a piece of this one earlier this week. Um, you know, I tweeted out, I think he sounds like Al Pacino. <laughs> I think if you close your eyes and just listen, it just sounds like I'm just right. ready for like a hurrah. Right. You know, I'm ready the for- The ventilators. He says ventilators so many and, times. And New York loves you. You know, it's just like this like raspy- I don't know, Al Pacino. I'm just like waiting for like the Godfather. I'm just waiting for, uh, I just had what recently watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And so he was 
obviously like a producer in this movie. And I was just like, this guy sounds, they sound I got to listen like now with the Pacino <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely a good thing. It, it's just kind of funny. Um, but I have a lot of friends in New York. I used to live in uh, White Plains, which is in Westchester County, New York, which is just north of the city. Um, and my family's from Yonkers. And yeah, so I'm an East Coast born and raised uh, and still have a lot of friends that live in New York. And in New York, it's crazy right now. Like the hospitals are full. All the healthcare workers are like working seven days a week. And he's asking for more hospital beds. They're, they're building temporary hospitals. They're, they have a boat, a ship, one of those hmm. Hospital ship showing up on Monday. They're trying to get their ICU bed capacity to 140,000, I think. They're trying to get ventilators for everyone because you need one to deal with people who have like advanced stages of, uh, I don't know, uh, lung distress <laughs> from their illnesses. And I think his, he does a press conference every day and it's actually really interesting and it's very like fact-based and he puts up the numbers and it's very like sober and it's also like, here's what we need to do in the next two weeks. And it was very nice. I, if I live in New York, I feel like, all right, I'm glad I mean, this guy's run the show. Yeah. Well, I, I to say like, I think Dr. Bricks or, or Burks was telling us that uh, New York is just fine. Everything right. is swell. I, I don't understand why they're Cuomo's making such a big deal out of this, Paul. Yeah. I, even regardless <laughs> of politically where you land, listening to Cuomo lay out all the problems and what they're doing <laughs> to solve them. And then every day he kind of gives you progress. Like, hey, we said we we're going to see it's if nice. we can get hospitals to do this. Today we found out we can. That's what you have to do. Yeah, I think you just got to do those. You know, you got to do them. Uh, it was, it's good to see. Good to see good leadership. And he thinks it's coming. But most people think it's coming everywhere. Um, so that yeah, this will be, this will portend the future if you're in a major city, at least, where there's a lot of people on top of each other. So we will see, but. Uh, anyway, I don't want to be like an alarmist person, but I think it's kind of a big deal. I think what's happening right now is kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, just like a, a small, a small little big deal. Yeah. Well, I've been <laughs> trying to figure out how much of a deal it is because like as a business too for ad stage, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what should I expect our revenues to be like? We're doing our quarterly planning yeah. uh, and we've supposed to forecast for next quarter and budget for next quarter and the obvious feeling amongst management team and I'm sure every management team of, or any small business owner is like, what do I do? Should I be conserving cash? Should I freeze hiring? You know, should I assume my revenues are going to drop by 10%, 50%, 75% for how long? Because I can change my behavior accordingly to try to, you know, mitigate the damage as much, much as possible. And I've been looking for like someone on Twitter or the internet that kind of has a perspective on the actual economic impact not somebody who's in the middle of the political side, just like, here's what the models say. I found one report I shared from Vanguard because I trust them. They're money managers. They're like the most conservative money managers. And they said, uh, guaranteed recession, expecting 20% drop in uh, revenue globally and uh, annualized revenue. And that hopefully, you know, we kind of deal with it somewhat quickly. And by the late summer, you know, grow ourselves right back out of it and then be back where we were. So that's what I've seen as well. Yeah. I think Goldman Sachs had one that I read. Uh, it was similar to that as well. Uh, but I think if you were looking for like uh, mitigating, I think it's like, how should we have been prepping for this one to three years ago? Yeah. We all knew that the bull market eventually was going to pop. Like it was been writing on the wall 
what things should we have been doing the last one to three years as far as storing up cash, not hiring as quickly, whatever that may be. Um, anyway, I've seen some good businesses come out and say that they've been, you know, uh, that, that was their approach. Of course, right. it's much easier when you have lots of money, right. <laughs> store lots of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for small businesses, that's like it's harder. Yeah, it's great. Except I think that something like the 8% margins is what's normal for a small business as reading. So like, yeah. if you're only making eight cents on the dollar, and you're selling, you know, $10 sandwiches, it's gonna take you a long time to, to build up savings. So there are a lot of people saying like, oh, yeah, the big companies will all survive because they'll either they have cash reserves, or they're going to get, you know, some funding that can carry them through this. Um, it's really SMBs that are going to not be able to survive. Although some people say, yeah, maybe they go out of business and then they pop back up in three months um, with a clean yeah. slate. So, yeah, I think with SMB, I was reading, it's like uh, roughly the average of about uh, average SMB has about 24 days uh, for like cash on hand. Right. Uh, I, I can last 24 days and it's like, wow, like you can't really make it a month uh, without being in business. And that's really rough, but well, it's okay. Google's here to bail you out, Paul. <laughs> the SMB specifically. Yeah. <laughs> I did see that uh, Google issued a statement saying they're going to give, let's see how much 280 million or something like that. Um, 340 million in Google ad credits for SMBs. So apparently they're going to reach out to you pro, uh, proactively and offer you this credit if you're a small business. It said in the Search Engine Land article that you needed to have a Google ad account running since January 1st, 2019. Yeah, that's, that's a typo, but you yeah. need to be a customer for over a year. Uh, just putting that out there. So don't go run out and create an ad account and think you're going to get a credit. Although you pretty much always get like a $50 credit, but sure. Yeah, this one... A little short on details. Great headline, right? But uh, when you dive into it, it's like, who actually qualifies for this? Because this is actually really hard. So one, how do you classify an SMB? Is it spend? Is it revenue? Is it company size? Is it, you know, whatever it is, right? I mean, those are probably the most popular. And then to say you had to be active since Jan 1. I mean, don't get me wrong. Most SMBs, or I should say most businesses are probably on Google into some way. But to say like I've had an ad account for over a year, uh, that may not be true. Uh, but again, when you have 20 million advertisers already, yeah, sure. Uh, this is still a lot of money for them. So um, I'm interested in ad credits too. Like, eh, it's not, I mean, you know what I mean? Like they're not, they're giving them something of value, which is great. That doesn't really cost them anything. Right. And I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's you have revenue coming in and cost uh, expenses mean cash is going out. If you're still advertising, then it'd be great to, to save however much, hundreds, thousands of dollars on advertising. Um, a lot of SMBs don't have any revenue coming in. They're not doing any advertising because they can't. You exactly. Know, they're not in business. You know, the restaurants that are doing a little bit of takeout, um, their nail salons can't go, their gyms can't go, their spas can't go, their, you know, anything uh, like that. It doesn't really matter how much advertising you have. Although I have seen kind of a reinvention of a lot of these businesses where they're doing like takeout. And uh, I was just watching another uh, or listening to another podcast. They were talking about like gyms trying to do at home workouts, restaurant, like bakeries trying to do um, or restaurants doing like cooking classes. So they're getting creative. Of course, you know, if you have 
a 20 seat restaurant and you turn it over four times a day, that's generating a lot of revenue yeah. with a lot of employees versus like, Oh, you do a cooking show and you make like I don't know, 50 bucks, but something it's also getting everybody to get their square readers and whatever they're using for payment set up. So you don't have to like touch the screen. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like I want the tap, give me the tap thing. I just right. want to tap my card, quit taking it, quit touching it. But uh, the local coffee shop will take your card. They then clean it with like a sanitary wipe. They run it, clean it again, and then give it back to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I well, think it's funny, but uh, Square, uh, their like support lines are backed up because so many SMBs are finally setting up like touchless, you know, tap sure. to pay or, you know, Google Pay or Apple Pay. Um, also, there's a very loud bird outside. I, don't know. I like it. He wants to be part of this podcast. Oh, he is. I, you probably can't see, but in that window in the back, for those of us that are going to join us on the live stream, uh, there's a bunch of bird feeders. My girlfriend is now obsessed with putting bird feeders in our windows, and there's like 50 birds that just live here now. Uh, Even like the one on, on your shirt for everyone yeah. in the live stream. <laughs> I am fully branded with a Twitter shirt. I think this hat has a Google logo on it somewhere. Yeah, Maybe. I see it right there. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. I think it's on the left. Yeah. Uh, I got this hat. Uh, <clears throat> Tory Pines, when I spoke at the Google event at Tory Pines. Ooh, Tory Pines. Just look how important I am. Um, such a good drop. You right. sound like Kara Swisher. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right, so Google SMB credits. Yeah. And then, I mean, it, it's good business for some folks. That's the other side of this is like, if you're suffering from this crisis or like, honestly, in the software business, like ad stages, um, we don't really know. Like, our usage is amazingly consistent. I keep expecting usage to fall off a cliff. It's not. I did see some stats on spend and impressions and conversions. Um, they are going down. I mean, pretty much March was like a slow decline for conversions. Um, sure. You know, more to come about that. I need to like dig into the data a bit more and, and hopefully we can post something about it. Um, but there are segments like if you're Zoom or Slack, obviously you're doing well, but also if you're like e-commerce, uh, D2C, direct to consumer, to a point, although people are saying you're doing okay now because people still are spending discretionally. But when these layoffs continue to hit, I mean, we just had 3 million people apply for unemployment, which, yeah, I mean, that's a big number. There's, I think, 330 million people in the United States. So it's like 1% of the country just applied for unemployment. Um, and a lot more are going to do it because every day I see more and more layoffs from Bay Area companies at, at least. So I don't know what happens to D2C spending. Like, do you need those fancy sheets or are you going to go with the ones you have from Bed Bath & Beyond that are starting to get a little holy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point too. So we got another article. Uh, let's start with this one because it's interesting like what you were talking about and it'll bleed into the short-termism. So like Facebook and Twitter, uh, the headline, they're up to their eyeballs in an engagement, like right. record amounts of engagement. I mean, same with Cora. I mean, record amounts of engagement uh, this last month. But we can't monetize most of it. Maybe for, for them, we can monetize anything. No, I'm kidding. Right. Right. We don't. We, we do. We don't let uh, allow certain types. But uh, what's interesting here is uh, a couple of things. Like you have all this engagement. You're unable to monetize it. And that's because maybe advertisers are pulling back or maybe they're putting in these blacklists that are saying, I don't want my you know, content showing up next to this, which is also interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's like, Ah, okay. And then there's another report that came out uh, saying that Google and Facebook are, will, again, rec projection, lose about $44 billion this the year 
on pullbacks from ad spin. That's global. That's global. Right. It's not just US. Um, and I was like, that seems a little and a little rough, but I guess with the Olympics not being in, but it's still an election year, you know, so they're still going to be spending. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, what do you think? I, mean, I, I was reading another one saying that most of the Facebook spend really is like the travel industry, the auto industry. It's like these big industries that uh, they get like 40% of their ad spend from. Yeah. And just think of, it's not just travel like, oh, you, you know, flights. It's like the flight, the hotel, the itinerary you're going to, you know, or the things you're going to do on your itinerary. So like restaurants and uh, tours and all that stuff. Uh, and a lot of advertising is about people who are traveling. I remember I saw some study uh, quite a while ago when I was still at Kenshu about like, when do people spend the most money? And when you move, you spend a tremendous amount of money because you buy new furniture and you yep. paint your house and you hire a plumber and you get an electrician. And, and so moving is the most expensive thing, which is why uh, a lot of people pay a lot of money for the list of new movers uh, when they connect their cable. Um, you know, the cable company back in the day, I don't know if this still happens. It was like six years ago, the cable companies or ISPs would basically sell those lists yes. to the big data companies. I'm getting drilled right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> That's why when you move in a new house, it's like, oh my God, I'm getting mailers and spam because you're oh, on the list. Like the worst. Um, when you have a kid, you spend a lot of money because you get all that kid crap and then you have, uh, your food bill goes up and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, Dishwasher. Washing right. machine bill goes up. <laughs> right. The diaper budget. Um, yeah, for real. But travel is another one where like, you know, when you go on vacation, you suddenly go from like, oh, I can't spend too much on my lunch to like, eh, let's have a bunch of drinks and go out and people spend like, spend like a fish. Yeah. Well, this one part has been really interesting too. Uh, you know, again, this article is kind of outlining that a lot of this increased engagement from Facebook is actually, it's, it's happening like in Messenger where they don't do a great job of monetizing well. And also in groups. So a lot of this conversation is happening in groups. Again, um, no real ads like used in the US. I know that I think they're beta testing these in other like smaller countries, but uh, a lot of this engagement, they're unable to monetize specifically on Facebook because it's, it's, it's happening elsewhere, right? Or uh, in Twitter, it might be happening in thread, like in the comments section. They've done such right. a great job of building that out. But when you go into those comments now and spend five minutes reading through them, you're not seeing any ads. Um, so that's, I'm, it's only a matter of time before they figure that out. Right. Uh, if they, I'm sure they already know that. And then uh, I want to go back to this one because I think it's piggyback off of it saying that this is very uh, short-termism in the pandemic. And I thought it was a really interesting and thoughtful approach. Again, it doesn't work for everyone. But the idea here is, uh, how many emails have we all received from brands saying like, I'm your, no you're my number one priority. We care about you. We care about our employees, right? Like we got that, like all the way down to like, I think last week I was saying like my local vet has sent me, you know, right. yeah. several of these emails, but then I'm going to pull back spend in a time where I'm, I may need you. Right. And then two, you're blacklisting anything that has to do with coronavirus where, people that are reading that actually might need your help and your services. Uh, the, the, they were talking about how uh, this has been pulled back so much on coronavirus related content that there are actually empty ad spots on the homepage of the New York times. Wow. So Paul, go put ad stage on the front page of right. the New York times um, because they're being filled up with cloud ads, you know? Right. PPC uh, show. Uh, yeah. I just thought it was really uh, kind of like a poignant, like, Hey, like the, maybe this isn't the right time necessarily right. for a, a dramatic pullback, like really evaluate your spend, like go look at your impression share. 
are your competitors pulling back? Are they like going all in, you know? And I, again, I know this is industry specific, business specific, but I know there's ups and downs every week. I know last week was probably a really tough week as we all got like shit hit, got real. You know what I mean? Right. This week we're all kind of coping with it. And then probably by next week, you're probably going to be like, this is my new normal. I'm ready to buy some stuff. Right. Uh, I can't right. guarantee anything. I can't predict the future, but I think it was really worth, uh, diving into that one, really like letting that one sink in. It's your new normal. If you have a job, that's the part. Yeah. That's uh, also true. Yeah. Agreed. Where I think a lot of people, I mean, already 1% of the U S population went for unemployment. Uh, and there's a lot more probably coming soon. So I think that's, that's the other side of it. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, I don't mean to be uh, not talking. I, yes, I, I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. Um, right. Well, I'm not doing that thing to you where like, when you say something, I'm like, but gotcha. people are dying, JD, people are dying, <laughs> which is true, which is true. There are people dying. And you know, that's as Cuomo says, there's two sides to this. There's the health side and then there's the uh, economic side. We're talking about the economic side. Uh, there's also a health crisis. We're not qualified to talk about that other than telling everyone to stay at home and don't do anything and stay away from people until we figure out if we can flatten the curve or not. Because in New York right now, they did not flatten the curve. Uh, despite trying, they're like the yeah. number of cases is exploding and you know it's going crazy out there. So hopefully that doesn't sure. happen to everybody else listening. But Yeah, um, I think the point that he was also making too is by getting rid of coronavirus, you're actually giving up premium inventory and premium environments that your ad could show up in. And now you're just showing up in cheap ad buys and cheap spots on crappy websites. Right. You know, this is more like programmatic, right? But I was just like, oh, dang, I didn't even think about that. You're definitely probably showing up next to like these dumb polls, these clickbait stores, <laughs> rather than showing up on the front page of the New York Times, right? So anyway, dive in. We can move on. Um. Well, I mean, it's a good mindset. Right now, I think everybody's like, how short-term should I be thinking, right? Should I be like going into bunker mode where I'm going to like, you know, buy a bunch of canned foods and like get in the basement and shut down all spending and start saving cash to survive? Or is it going to be a bit of a dip for a few months and then we'll be right back to normal? So it's good to hear both sides. Some of the like, hey, don't get too short-term because then you'll like really hinder your business when you don't need to. But like you said, I think it's very industry based because like some industries are actually going to do really well. Yeah. Uh, storefront SMBs are not. But does that, does that revenue move from, oh, you used to go to an SMB to go out to eat. Well, now you're going to the grocery store and buying, buying food. So the, the money didn't go away. It just moved. Um, you used to go to the gym. Now you're paying for your Peloton. Influencers on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You're now paying for <laughs> some premium content. Uh, did you buy a new yoga mat at home because you're not going to the gym? Did you buy a new workout bike? So if the money just moves, the, overall the economy will be in okay shape. Obviously, certain things like travel, like we talked about, are big, big ones to, if you don't go on vacation and you don't travel anywhere, it's hard to replace that with income at home that you can spend. You just can't spend that much money. <laughs> I mean, unless you really want to. But um, point. And then lastly, I want to talk just about agencies, I'm trying to get a good handle on what does it mean for agencies? Like are agencies right now losing customers? I know at stage, yeah. I've been pretty vocal about the fact that we have been losing customers, not a ton. I think last count we lost seven, um, but all very much like, hey, we need to shut down immediately. One customer sent us a screenshot of their website where it just says right on there, um, all sales and shipments have been frozen, you know, 
due to the UK announcements, customers in the UK. So like they, and they're like a, almost like a manufacturer. So I was like, oh, I would think they'd be fine. But um, so for us, I'm trying to see, okay, is it, are in-house teams going to be okay and agencies at risk or vice versa? Or if you're doing D to C, are you doing well? Or is this lack of discretionary spending going to slow down D to C to figure out where we should be spending our effort as a company? But I've struggled to figure out uh, like how are agencies doing? Like not just fluffy terms, but like how many customers did you lose in the last week as a percentage of customer base to see what agency life is right now? So if you hear anything or if you're listening and you know, and you don't want to, maybe you can't share it publicly because you feel like I can't tell you that, you can DM me or email me, Paul at AdStage. Happy to hear. <laughs> so tell us about Cora. How many advertisers have you lost? <laughs> um, it actually hasn't been that bad because for you know every three that have pulled back, there have been three that have gone ham. You know, right. um, There are some that want coronavirus engagement. Uh, their product fits really well in with this news cycle. And they're like, I'll take all that inventory. Right. I'll pay top, you know, give it to me. You know, I want the number one ad slot and there's getting really great results from it. Right. Right. Um, so, and again, uh, I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I mean, we are uh, heavier on the B2B side um, and, and also like B2C with B2C being, um, easier to buy stuff like not d to c uh but like b to c like insurance you know like fintech right and that stuff is also perfect during this time right you know and so uh we haven't had too much pullback we're still uh you know kind of assessing and understanding we'll see what happens in next month but right now uh it's looking pretty flat i would say i wouldn't say it's gone up it hasn't gone down so i think i would count that as a win whenever right. i see like 44 billion across like Google and Facebook. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing if you have a nice diverse customer base or you have a customer base that this is, you know, if Zoom is your customer, you're probably doing okay <laughs> or Slack right. or, you know, any of those folks are your customers. So which is a strategy. I mean, if you're at a company that is suffering right now, maybe you've lost your main customers because you were doing restaurant marketing and the restaurants are all shutting down. Obviously there's the like, can you help digitize restaurants? But, um, you know, are there other uh, segments you can move into that you have already in your customer base? Like don't try to go learn a new segment, but if you always said like, Oh, you have a few schools, online schools. Well, they're doing really well right now because everybody's like, I'm going to go get some educational classes. Um, so can you pivot your website to focus on how you do well with online schools? So that's what we're doing too, looking at our base and saying, okay, who's doing well, who's not. I will say I also looked at product performance and, I think the same thing you're saying is happening to us where like we did have a kind of chunk of advertisers quit and some who used to use the product a lot, but people who are maybe like doing well during this time are using the product more because our product usage is like flat. I keep expecting it to like fall off a cliff because the work from home thing for one, yep. I wasn't sold on it, but I am, I have been schooled. People hey, are working from the home. Data, the data, the data says otherwise. <laughs> yeah, they're making, you know, I could see how many edits, how many times people have edited a, a widget in reporting and the number is going up, not down ever since people started working from home because of this. So when I look at those, it's like, okay, product strength, everything's looking good. It's probably just a few people whose businesses are like 100% dependent on a segment that dried up. But yeah, 
I mean, like we don't like, I mean, and I'll say this too, like, I mean, we don't have a ton of e-commerce clients. We don't have a ton of travel auto, right? I mean, we don't have big purchase stuff outside of like B2B, but on the B2B side with all these conferences drying up, uh, they need these leads now. And so how do you catch them in like a, a premium environment when they're looking for answers? And that's what they're like, okay, cool. Like, let's go. Uh, I'd be interested to see any kind of forecasting with LinkedIn as well as they are like, you know, probably 98% B2B. <laughs> right. I did see job uh, searches are down. So like, I think Indeed oh, interesting. shared. Um, I wouldn't have guessed that. Shared some data. Well, I should say, I don't know if it's job searches. The number of job postings, not searches. Uh, yeah, um, that makes sense. The number of job postings are down, I want to say 7%. Uh, let's see. So a 5% increase. Oh, if you're in, if, if you want to get a job loading or stocking warehouses, those are, those jobs are up 5%. I'm basically Amazon's trying to hire because their warehouses are probably out of control. Not only is there a demand because everybody's buying from home, but they, they're trying to like space out their workers like six feet so that they don't invade each other's space. So like it slows down delivery. They need more people. Uh, so if you want a job, at least there's some out there. Um, but overall in the U S, uh, job postings were down 7.2%, um, like year to date up to March 21st, it's down 18.2% in Italy, which if you've been following the news is having a really tough time with coronavirus. So mm. certainly a lot fewer people are hiring right now, uh, kind of as expected. So, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I mean, I saw like, uh, I think in the Bay Area, the, the post office is looking to hire a bunch of people. Uh, I think uh, deliveries are just coming in faster there than they can get, get them out. And so I think now that we've all kind of working from home, shelter in place, everyone's just online ordering. So again, I think we'll see this happen. You know, we'll see industries go up, some go down. Hopefully it's, you know, a net net. But again, when you see over 3 million people uh, filing. That's always scary. Right. Well, those are all the headlines in marketing and a lot of COVID slash recession <laughs> talk. Um, so hopefully I managed to get this on some live streaming platform. I think probably YouTube because JD doesn't like, and it's not on Facebook, Instagram right now, uh, or Twitch. I'm still undecided. And then I still need to figure out how to actually let us live stream so you guys can join. Cause that's kind of the fun part is when you join and comment in real life. And then we can do like the old days, actually. That's how it was oh, back you know, when the podcast started on Blab. A follow-up off-air. You got some ideas? I do. I Great. do. Great. I came well, across this really cool uh, software. Nice. We'll, we'll have it solved by next week. If you uh, want to sign up for the AdSage newsletter, you can head over to blog.adsage.io, and we will be live streaming in your ear soon. Have a great week. See you guys. Welcome to the PPC Show. I'm your host, Paul Wicker. Oh, <laughs> I made it like I'm the only host, sorry. Hello there, and welcome to the PPC Show. I'm your host, Paul Wicker. And this is Jay the Prater. We'll be talking about all the things happening in Scotland. It's <laughs> pretty good, man. Hey, I'm William good. Wallace. Yeah, I had uh, an obsession with Braveheart. That's pretty good, man. Uh, you have to introduce yourself in that accent just for this, like, just to keep it fresh, you know, that, that intro. That's maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs>